Podcast. I am your host, Jaime Garcia. Ah, oh, see you again. That, oh, no, it's still going. Maybe. Is this my volume? Yeah, that's your volume. Is clockwise up? It's on number one. Okay. <clears throat> so it seems like it's recording, so I'm going to... You got a little quieter. Yeah, I did change... Um, my readout so should be I'm, I'm keeping all of this in it seems to be recording <laughs> okay so uh welcome to the race ff podcast i think we're recording so i'm, I'm gonna push through yeah we're having technical issues but we'll get yeah there. uh my little sd card might be uh reaching its end of life so we'll, we'll see what happens there as you can already hear i have a guest who's uh quite famous uh now um a very marketable driver <laughs> um someone who's internationally uh known and uh one of socal's uh, fastest honda challenge drivers i hopped uh, one border <laughs> <laughs> i have a course i took one three-hour flight <laughs> carlos valenzuela and of course um since we are going to be talking about the uh mexico race co-driver of course Carla Pestopnik, thank you for coming on and uh, allowing me to record in your lovely new home. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thanks for us. coming, man. Yeah. Um, so, you guys just got back from Mexico um, in the, what was it, the, what was the name of the race? The so, the, the series is called Copa Noti Auto, mm-hmm. and I believe Noti Auto is like the big... Uh, Parts, like yeah, auto auto parts supplier. So like the AutoZone. It's like their Napa AutoZone. Yeah, so that's the major sponsor. The other one is Motul. Yeah. So it's the Copa, twenty four hours of Mexico. What's it? Copa Noticiero twenty four hours of Mexico brought to you by Motul. Yeah. All right. Got to get the sponsors and the and everybody. (laughs) Not my sponsors, but but I'm figuring it out. So this is your guys' uh, third or fourth? This was our third race. Third yeah, race. with the uh, twenty twenty stuff got canceled. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And this was with the same car. A uh, different car. Uh, this but is the, the same class, right? The like same team. Yeah. Oh, okay. Same yeah. team, same class, yeah. just different. Different chassis. chassis. Oh, okay. Because you were telling me that they made some like rules changes on. It, yeah, so there were some rule changes going into this year. They have a spec uh, gear ratios now, spec final drive. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> there's probably some other rule changes, but those were the, the only ones that you could tell I was, I was aware of. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So um, obviously, anybody who who was following the race knows uh, that there were a little bit of challenges that happened um, during Just the race. Just a few. Just a few. <laughs> um, and I kind of wanted to see like what your guys's uh stints were like so carla how was your stint how was your first stint out there because uh i remember when we talked about the first time going over to mexico we had a lot of little dramas with uh (laughs) bringing shocks and uh having to get them through customs oh Oh, yeah (laughs) yeah that that was uh different car different drama yeah (laughs) 
Well, yeah, we we didn't um, smuggle in any race parts this race, so we were fine in that category. Yeah, I didn't get harassed by customs. I didn't have to bribe anyone this time. We also paid for a nicer flight this time, so I think that was part of our uh, success in flying without having to bribe anyone yeah there was a little more planning going into this year um so you guys didn't take volatis uh we did not no. take volatis. <laughs> yeah. yeah the last few years it's been kind of a last minute hey get your get your butt down here and drive this car and you know volaris has flights going out every day every, every couple day. of hours every day <clears throat> and so they make it happen but god those flights are terrible <laughs> yes, so they uncomfortable are. <laughs> but yeah we used uh what do we use? Is Delta? It's Delta here, yeah. and then their partner is Aero Mexico. Yeah. Oh, okay. And really? Yeah. Nice. Oh, Aero Mexico. Is yeah, like really nice, nice airplanes. Yeah, it was yeah, a uh, what's that? Step up from what's that cool Boeing airplane? The, the uh, Dreamliner. The Dreamliner. Dream catcher. Yeah. Oh. Dreamcatcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a Boeing Dreamliner. It was pretty nice. <laughs> All right. Um, so when you get to Mexico, like what what is uh, the preparation for you, Carla, to get in? Um, like get ready for for the race like i'm guessing there's like qualifying that goes out there who who's doing the qualifying and uh, like what what's the breakdown for like your job going um, through there yeah so i mean typically this is kind of carlos's gig i'm kind of like the secondary mm-hmm. person that's along for the ride um so he's he typically does qualifying he does the race starts and and all that um it's just this time it didn't really go to as planned. We had a few, I don't even remember what happened. We had a, some, something happened with the car. And so, the uh, throttle positioning sensor let go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so many things happened. I'm trying to remember. Um, but yeah, that it, uh, caused our other co-drivers to not be able to drive in time. And I was okay with not driving prior to the race. Cause I just, I'm familiar with the car. I'm familiar with the track, but, mm. um, the, the team just, it worked out to where they just asked me to just qualify the car. So I just, first time driving the car was during qualifying for this this time, even though that's not what we were planning mm. to do. Okay. Yeah, so the uh, there was a morning practice. Uh, I believe an 11 a.m. practice, and then there was a 1 p.m. practice. So oh, we decided to have the too. other two drivers take mm-hmm. the morning practice. Okay. There, those were longer sessions, and w- one of them was uh, a rookie. He was new, so we wanted him to get the most seat time. Our mm-hmm. other co-driver has a, a good amount of experience, so he didn't really need that much. But we also switched to a new tire. We're on a Han Cook tire now, and it's, okay. it completely changes the characteristics of the car. Is that still like a two hundred treadwear? It, it's the the RS four. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's a um, pretty that's a jump up because. Before you guys were on, like, an all-season, right? Oh, God. Those things are terrible. It's like a 700 treadwear Pirelli. Oh, wow. Yeah, Yeah, it completely changed the dynamics of the car 180 degrees. It's still not an ideal car to drive. It's (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's still quite wonky, but with the RS4, it's it's significantly better. I I can't even Mm -hmm. put it on a scale. Like, 1 to 10, it's a 20 (laughs) as far as improvement. Yeah, so so uh, going into it, we gave the long practice to the the rookie driver mm-hmm. and our other co-driver that didn't have experience with RS4s. We 
have driven those plenty here. Yeah. With the like Enduros and the uh, yeah, Lucky with Dog the races. Lucky Dog uses yeah, an RS4, right? Yeah. So we've done a couple of those. So we were pretty familiar with it. We were cool with not having a long practice session. Mm-hmm. But then when the practice session came that Carl and I were supposed to share, it was, uh, I think, 50 minutes. So I told her, hey, I just want five laps. Just want to mm-hmm. see how the car changes on these tires, and then I'll give it to you for the rest of the session. And she says, yeah, I'll probably do five laps, and then we can park it. We don't have to beat on the car. Mm. So <clears throat> I get in the car. I get out of our, our garage, and I stall as soon as I as soon as soon I hit pit exit. I stall, and the car mm-hmm. just breaks down there. I shut everything off, reset it. Long story short, I end up back in the our pit box and we didn't practice we didn't go out so just like a total yeah just total wash no practice Damn. and the next session was qualifying and i, I just I, it's real short and carlos says go out put, put down a lap and then give me the car to get some practice and mm-hmm. it, it's chaos there's so many cars i said oh. you know what just you go do it and treat it as your practice so okay. really the qualifying was carlos first practice first taste of this car and the new tires and Mm -hmm. yeah from the get-go we were just kind of you know behind yeah because you again you're not even dialing anything in no you're you're trying to just get a feel for the the ball rolling yeah Yeah. so in terms of pace uh so people know like kind of what kind of lap times you guys are doing um at that track because the tracks what was the track's name it's uh, Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez. It's a Formula One track. Yeah, so that's Mexico City. That is still super dope that you guys get to drive the F1 track. It, it is pretty cool that they let us do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what is the typical like pace um, that you guys were in that uh, in that uh, group? Because <coughs> your group is not the top group. It's uh, in terms of speed. There's a couple groups. Uh, it used to be so. It, this used to be the premier class. It's mm-hmm. still the most competitive class, but mm-hmm. they, as of last year, they brought in TCRs. Yeah, I and saw so now, that. Now TCR is the top tier class, but yeah. there's only six of them, where our class has 18. Huh. This year had 18, and the past has had 20, 20 plus cars. Oh wow! So it's super competitive. Um, in terms of pace. Uh, yeah, the TCRs are what, like eight seconds faster than us per lap? Uh, yeah, probably yeah, around eight, that. Eight to ten seconds a lap yeah. faster huh. than us. They're, they're blowing our mirrors off when they come by. Yeah, I imagine that the, the TCR car, I mean, that's that's already like a very competitive uh, vehicle out here. <coughs> so your car, the, the thing that really makes your guys' car um, fast is the fact that it's really lightweight. Yeah, the other 1,800 pounds. Yeah. It's a tube chassis, fiberglass body, no doors. Well, they're definitely not fast or <laughs> far from that. But they're, if, um, if, you, if you can hold momentum, you can put down at least a decent lap time in it. So you guys were saying something like around a 210, 208, 208? I mean, they, they have a lot more pace in them. Um, but just like to be able to... Do the yeah, enduro. like if we can hold like a two-minute, eight-second lap, that's pretty good okay. for the entire enduro. Yeah, the, that would be our race pace, um, like a conservative race pace anywhere 208 to 210 was pretty good for that car, mm-hmm. depending on the situation and if everything was working properly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we had lots of stories there, but um, but I, I didn't get the chance to test the car to its you know, see what I could put down in it. But I think 
just based on what I felt, I think I could probably, I mean, we could probably put down like, I don't know, 201 in it. Yeah, it has I'm a lot confident more in it. we can do a 201 to 2 flat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but one of, the, one of the challenges with these cars is that they are not robust. They're, they're very, yeah, it's very delicate. Yeah. And the, the curbs at that racetrack are vicious. I don't know if, okay. if you guys have ever watched the F1 races there. I remember this year, Carlos Sainz and the Ferrari got into the curbs at one point, yeah. and the car was so upset. And our, our cars do no better. Mm. And so if you really want to put down a nasty time, you got to jump over the curbs. You got to launch Oof. the car through them. And it might survive two to three laps at that pace. Oh, and so it's like a really destructive. Uh, super destructive. The rumble strips are nasty. They're, they're, they're nothing like the stuff we have here in SoCal. So they're just like essentially like real curbs then almost. They have a gradual the, slope to them, but they fall off 90 degrees into the oh, next. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's uh, so you could break stuff. I, I don't know, like if you get it wrong. I mean, oh if you yeah, hook, oh absolutely. Yeah, if you and, hook and then the wheel, when when you come to the end of the curb, mm-hmm. end of the slope, it falls off ninety yeah, degrees. Yeah, so, so that that could like hook. So if you go off over one, it's probably okay. But if you put two wheels completely uh, off, off and come back on, you'll rip a wheel off. Yeah. You'll, okay. Wow. You'll probably tear a control arm. Yeah, that that makes. That makes a lot of sense. The only curbs I've seen that are almost this bad are uh, coming down the back stretch of Road Atlanta at the bottom. Mm. Like those on the outside are pretty nasty, but these are even worse. Oh wow! So, huh? That's interesting. It's um, it's really difficult with the Copa too. Um, it's I mean, it's a hand built. It's basically a tube chassis with a body on it. Um, mm-hmm. and they're. They're hand built, I believe, in Brazil. Brazil, Is that yeah. yeah. Okay. And I mean, there's been multiple variations of it. I guess we have the version two mm-hmm. chassis, but they are they're great. Um, but over time, you could feel it start to deteriorate throughout the race. Mm. And the more stress you put on it, um, and that's something that we had. Um, it was kind of a learning curve for everyone with the new tires you know there's a lot more grip with the rs4 so we're mm. going faster carrying more g load and um because of that there's a lot more deterioration on the chassis and all mm. the components too and um that's something that you kind of have to everyone's mitigating as they're going through the 24-hour race but those with the newest version of the chassis tend mm-hmm. to have the the most pay i mean that yeah. that goes without Saying like people who have the more competitive chassis are going to be, you know, a, a lot stronger. But it's interesting to to think about like, you know, when we hear uh, fast uh, tires, we're thinking of like Hoosiers. We're thinking about um, you know like the Toyos. But you know, going from the four hundred or five hundred Treadwear, yeah, they were they were actually uh, three hundred eighty Treadwear Pirellis. <laughs> Uh, 200 treadwear Han Cook. Yeah, I mean that's still like a huge, it's huge jump. I mean that's kind of going like from an RS4 to like a Hoosier a almost. Hoosier. Yeah, I felt yes. like it. So yeah. I, I mean that that's so dramatic, and I mean if it's the same chassis, you can imagine it's it's yeah, going to be the, a lot the, more stressful. The flex and the chassis, the torsional rigidity. Mm-hmm. It, it was. A lot of cars lost axles. The left axles. Oh were wow! Out, so we suffered an axle loss during the race. So the typical wear items on on that car that you guys are like looking out for are axles, 
Obviously, brakes um, are, are one of I them. I saw a few cars lose spindles and wheel bearings. A lot of oh, wheel bearings wow. let go. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Um, and the, the other thing with that track is the uh, the, the evolution of it as, as it goes on, because mm-hmm. it doesn't get used that often. And oh. so, like, Formula One uses it two months before we do, and then it doesn't get touched. So when you go out to first practice, it's super dusty and slippery, but midway through the race, there's rubber laid down, and, oh, and the, so then the lap the times grip. are dropping as it... As the weekend goes. Oh, that's wild. I mean, kind of makes sense because I can't imagine, like, you know, their version of NASA, if they have one, to rent out an F1 track is kind of like, yeah. 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 It's like renting out Coda for a track. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I did see that really cool picture of Carla signing a, a poster. <laughs> so that that is pretty cool. So they still have a, a lot of people that watch and come by and... Um, ask for autographs from the drivers not like before it it definitely wasn't like before um Mm -hmm. it's since covid it's kind of changed 2019 it was wild it was insane 2019 (laughs) you might as well have been like britney spears walking (laughs) through the park if you're wearing like a football player player. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, there's, I, I don't know enough about what's going on down there, but mm-hmm. they're uh, uh, around those same dates, they throw huge concerts in Mexico City. Oh, okay. And I know that before they shared the venue on the same weekend. So it was okay. the big, they call it the Speed Fest, the 24 okay. hours event with the Speed Fest. They have a drag racing event, a time okay. attack event. And then they had reggaeton concerts and, and all kinds of Latin American musical concerts damn so it sounds uh, like I, a, I know like molotov was there the in 2019 huh. it's a big latin hip-hop group um yeah so like that brought you know 40 or 60 thousand spectators i mean it gets to a point where you can't even count like it that there's, is, there's no difference that is wild i mean from our like you know even in super lap battle uh which has a lot more viewers uh, than like the nasa series for like honda challenge spec miata spec 944 once you get into thousands of uh, spectators, it's just kind of like wild. We, we, yeah, dude. Like for me, I, I went from being at Willow Springs <laughs> with like my two friends, <laughs> yeah, to like you know forty whatever thousand mm-hmm. people. Yeah, I was. And they watch throughout the entire night too. You'll see them in the stands, yeah. camping out, just watching the entire race. It's it's crazy. I mean, and and then you you know when you're driving through the city before and after the race, there's promotions everywhere mm-hmm. yeah there's um what are they called uh billboards with uh-huh. like some of the cars we're driving in the billboard and that's and, so uh, dope pictures of the drivers and you buy your tickets on Ticketmaster. To that's race. so dope you, you guys it's kind of funny to... i feel like i'm bamboozling people <laughs> i'm like they're gonna pay to watch my silly ass <laughs> oh man you, you guys really need to steal one of those uh, advertisements and bring them back uh, yeah, you know, that, that'd be pretty cool to get a hold of that. I don't know how I'd get it on the plane. But. I don't know. I mean, uh, are are they like paper ones or are they like... Because I know in Mexico, oftentimes what they do is they'll actually like physically paint something on the wall for that. So, <coughs> you know, Mexico City's kind of like higher tech. A lot of the stuff is digital. Oh, oh yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty metropolitan. It, f- it feels like New York City when you're huh. there. Yeah, yeah I, I've actually never been. So you guys have that on it's, me. Uh, yeah, it's it's chaotic there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, it it smells like New York City. Also, <laughs> <laughs> the rats are as vicious as New York City. Oh, jeez. 
Well, I mean, uh, the city of Mexico is essentially on top of like kind of a swamp. I mean, there's this whole report going on right now that parts of the city are literally sinking because of the water. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Like they, there's like a couple famous pictures of like a row of buildings that uh-huh. are like now like one foot down really? from where they are. So you can see like a dip into it. That's pretty bad. <laughs> I believe it. There was one <laughs> We We had some chaos building. during the race. Oh, that too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, again, okay. let, let's, not, let's <laughs> not get uh, ahead of ourselves. But Okay. We'll save that one for later. Yeah. <laughs> Literally the end. <laughs> so uh, you guys get the go through qualifying. You obviously aren't able to get as, as much done as you wanted to. So what is the prep right before the start of the race? So practice and qualifying are on Friday. The mm-hmm. race doesn't start till Saturday. Mm-hmm. So come Saturday, they do have a warm-up in the morning, and we had the, the rookie go out. Yeah, We wanted him to get himself familiar so for us it was just kind of hanging out until until uh driver introductions and Damn. yeah you just kind of wait and and uh yeah it's a lot of media stuff yeah you do media you do meetings media yeah. uh they're pretty strict on medical so that morning you're you're going through your oh stuff okay. they're checking your, a- they check your gear like your suit your gloves your everything that's awesome um, that they are actually like. Well, I mean, you imagine fifty thousand spectators. They want to make sure if something. They, they goes didn't back. have that many this year, but. but uh, yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. I mean, thousands of spectators. Uh, you know. Yeah, it's kind of. It always shocks me how strict they are about safety in in some That's ways, good. right? Like the cars are a little crazy, but then when it comes to the <laughs> your driving gear, they're. Yeah, they, they check the homologation on your suit, on your well, gloves. Well, especially this year too, because I, I guess um, a week prior to our race, there was an accident and someone actually passed away on mm. that track. Um, and it was more of a uh, there was negligence with their safety equipment or oh. gear. Yes, yeah, seatbelt. So- something with the seatbelts wasn't right. Yeah. Okay. So they warned us prior to this race that they're going to be very, um, even more. Diligent. Picky on the yeah. yeah the safety check and um, they even mentioned in the drivers meeting that um, at random they can check a driver going in or coming out of the car they'll check to make sure your gears even up to date not expired mm. um, yeah like at random they would pull as drivers are getting out of their stint they would pull them aside and check the date on their their Hans device or okay let us see your helmet right now and I mean. Yeah. I think that's good, especially for the yeah, level of yeah. because I mean it's an F one track, and I mean honestly, dude, it's just as dangerous at Willow Springs or that's or true any other track. But if anything, this track's probably safer. That's true because they do have the safer barriers and all of those uh, things uh, built up there. Oh, look at the kitty! Um, so. <laughs> We're, yeah, we're, for, we're obviously for, recording in a... For all of Hymas Heim, listeners, uh, Carl and I are doggy and cat sitting until Christmas because my <laughs> sister's out of town. So. There's some distractions going on. Uh-oh. There's about to be a fight happening soon. <laughs> <laughs> so if you hear uh, cats and dogs fighting in the background, that's just the ambiance, you know? It, it's, just, it's just great ambiance. <laughs> I like how how he, how the cats actually responded to Carla telling to telling them to go back, go back. They're the dogs asleep right now. It doesn't the see the cat. cat about to attack the pit bull. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, we 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 have locked in. All right. So, <laughs> um, so the race starts. Yes. And who's doing the first stint? So we do have a meeting about mm-hmm. race strategy and all that. Uh, we decided that our co-driver Santiago. Uh, we all felt that he's the the most wise in the team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, uh, the the race starts down there kind of crazy, and he's done a few of them. He's he's got a lot of experience in rallying and and okay. he's done a lot. So we all decided that he's the best to start the race because he's so patient. No one's going to okay. rattle him. He's not going to be challenged by anyone. Okay. Um, so he's, we felt like he was the perfect guy to just get us going and mm-hmm. avoid any drama that comes at the start. Because how many classes are there? Because we talked about the Copas. We talked about the uh, TCRs. TCRs. Um, and then I think you mentioned there were like uh, BMW skinned cars with like K-swaps onto them. Yeah, so, that, that's, I, I think that's called Endurance 1. Yeah. yeah they yeah, are so. tube chassis, uh, front wheel drive. K20s with the Honda gearbox transmission, uh, but they have a McPherson strut okay. in the front. I don't know what they have in the rear, mm. uh, but they scream on the straights. I mean, yeah, that's, and that's they're slow like. in the corners. Oh, <laughs> are they also on those uh, 400 treadwear tires? I, I don't know. Well, I think all two chassis cars and TCRs are on the Hankook now. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's just, it's and and for anyone wondering why we're using such shitty tires, it's because. <laughs> It's things are complicated in Mexico with import and export yeah. uh, taxes. It's it's real difficult to get mm-hmm. proper race parts down there. That's why we make the jokes. We actually got caught smuggling some race parts down there, and I had to bribe officials. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the people down there have the money. That's why they have TCRs there. You know, yeah, the, the I, ones mean, I mean, TCRs are not cheap. Yeah, so there's money down there. There's hunger for racing. It's just the government government makes it so difficult for them mm. to, to buy components like one of the hondas we're, we're kind of working on down there we're trying to get an os geiken diff down there and it, it's so difficult like you can't just buy it and put it on like mm-hmm. getting it down there's a big challenge that's so wild because like many times that i've gone to mexico you ju- you literally just drive in but the whole importing we're, stuff we're and, flying in yeah so, so yeah that's 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 the whole thing. Well, we, we have a one of our friends came up with a system. It's a yeah, questionable away. system, a way that we have to smuggle our race parts in now. <laughs> I mean, literally, just send somebody uh, to because. So I don't know if you guys knew this, but during December, it's just known that like people who have family in Mexico and are going to visit them, you'll look at the border and it's just like cars loaded with just like christmas goods yeah and just like random stuff like generators stuff like that and they just take them all to mexico because it's cheaper for them to buy it here yeah, and then ship yeah, it over absolutely. to the yeah and save on shipping by literally driving them in their nissan yeah, like, quest like a, a hot cook rs4 that we run here in the states and the, the ef civic that we endurance race uh, they're like 50 to 55 dollars a pop mm-hmm. in mexico that same size tire is like a hundred and sixty dollars, mm-hmm. and yeah, just you know, Im- import tax and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It triples the price, and, and it goes for everything. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, it, it makes sense because there's not a lot of the 
the like free trade with uh with those places because you're dealing with like now korea and whoever the manufacturer is of that so yeah, yeah I, I don't know enough about that i i thought that with nafta all that stuff would be easy but yeah it's not and and i don't know why well i mean uh canada and i i did see a video from uh carlos uh instagram that you guys saw um what was it the gr corolla out there oh, oh yeah. yeah one of our friends was driving that yeah yeah because that thing is legal over there uh dude they're on the street down yeah, there yeah the they're GR legal. Corollas are super cool yeah they had a couple of really nice ones down there yeah so the gr corolla is like legal in mexico and canada but right. not in the u.s because we're getting the gr corolla or, so no is it the yaris yeah the Yaris is... GR Yaris is what they have. Yeah, GR yeah. Yaris over in uh, Mexico, Mexico and yeah. Canada, but I think in America's the U.S. America's getting we, a GR Corolla. Corolla, Corolla yeah. yes. So, the race... We're, we're missing out on that car. That thing's cool. Yeah, that thing looks <laughs> so dope, especially that race trim one. Yeah. I mean, the cage looks kind of hard to get in and out of, but... Dude, that, that car was all-wheel drive with the sequential gearbox. That's so it dope. It was pretty sick. <clears throat> That's so dope. Yeah, it was pretty crazy that um, during, was it qualifying or yeah, practice? Yeah, qualifying, yeah. Qualifying, they... They crashed it. Crashed it and oh, pretty much no. rolled the car off. The uh, steering oh. shaft. Uh, they had a steering shaft failure. No way. Yeah, the, the guy said he turned, I think, left, and it went straight into another car. But the car never Jesus. turned. Jesus. And when he came back, they found that the you know the steering wheel was turning, but the, the rest of it was not. That's terrifying. Yeah. Hopefully, that was a one-off issue. They got it going again. Yeah, I was pretty surprised yeah, to see it back the out there. It was a pretty bad crash. Yeah, that's that's wild. I didn't know that that was like a failure that they had. That's wild. I didn't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of these things happening before. Oh man! So <laughs> when when you get into the car the first time, when when is that? Uh, for for I the tried, actual race, I tried to get in for practice. Mm-hmm. And I just broke down on track, and oh. uh, we we actually we had a night practice. <clears throat> There's mm-hmm. a uh, like an hour and a half night practice, and every driver has to be in it. Okay, it's uh, for light bar adjustments and oh, that makes sense. And they but want that's ev- good. Yeah, that and they, they want every driver to yeah. get some do some reconnaissance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was dark this year. In the so past, they don't have been, like stadium lights. Like yes, in the it past up? they did. It was super bright in the past. This year it was so dark. Yeah, Jeez. I don't think they turn on all the lights like they usually do. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it was still not like Bun Willow oh, at night or yeah, anything no. like that. Yeah. But it was significantly more dark than prior years. There were some other American drivers that we met this year that came down, and they were asking me about driving in the night. And they said, hey, what's it going to be like? And I said, oh, don't even sweat it, dude. It's so bright <laughs> at night. You could wear your Ray-Bans at night here. Like, don't even sweat it. And then I go out and go, dude, I can't see the apex. Like, I can't see. I'm like, damn, I just bamboozled those guys. <laughs> They're like, oh, Carlos was sandbagging us for... Like, this guy lied to us. Oh, man. So, your first stint, what was it like? I went out at 8 p.m. So, uh, at night? At night, yeah. Um, it started off... Man, there was a lot of cautions. Mm-hmm. I went out and just stood behind the pace car for like four or five laps which is fine because it extends the fuel mileage and then um got going um as usual chaos and violence down there people swerving into you <laughs> uh i ended Sounds up like, like a lemons race 
Uh, yeah, yeah, it's chaos. It, it, racing in Latin America is different. Like the ego and bravado, <laughs> like they will hit you just to hit. You. Like, but anyways, uh, it, it was okay. Um, the the car, I, I was the only one that had that car working right oh, okay. during my stint. Like the car was perfect during my okay. stint, and then from there on. I Just, must have done something wrong. Or no, I don't know yeah. what, but no. dude, everyone else had problems after me. Oh. The air fuel ratios are a finicky thing with that car. You have to constantly monitor them. The, the there's no compensators. Oh, and the the climate weather changes mm-hmm. as you're going through that track. There's like a huge tree line in the back, mm-hmm. and it's way. I think it's colder in the back of the track than it is at the front of the track. And as you're going around the performance of the engine is different at different parts of the track the so like in the colder insane. so the colder area <clears throat> you're just it feels like you guys are boosting almost uh, you know i can't remember no, honestly it's, it's actually the opposite yeah because it it puts the air fuel ratio so far out of whack that oh it so actually it gets it significantly lean? slower yeah oh. it was leaning yeah, it, was it was really lean the on the back straight and then on the front straight, it would still lean out, but mostly towards the end of the front straight. Oh. Yeah, it would come out pretty happy, and then towards the end of the front straight. And this this begins to happen towards, I want to say, like after midnight, like 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. to 3 a.m. Whoever's in that stint, they're going to deal with that nonsense. Me. Yeah. <laughs> I had so that was your first stint? Yeah. yeah my, my stint was, uh, my first stint was from midnight to 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. So four hours then um the first couple laps the it seemed fine. Um, but after that it just quickly went downhill. Um and I was just doing my best to kind of just report any data that I had available mm-hmm. and then listen to any feedback when and uh, they're just trying to just do diagnosis pretty much my entire stint. Mm. Um, it was, it got pretty difficult to drive around. I mean, basically the later in the night that it went, so you know, two thirty and on, mm-hmm. it was incredibly difficult to drive because I would just lose so much power, and mm. you know, you could try to maintain momentum, but when there's that many cars on track, it it gets real tricky and mm-hmm. um the team recommended to um also just be i mean there's smooth throttle inputs but then there's like barely you know making many movements with your foot to mitigate the throttle inputs to just kind of help with the air fuel ratio and okay. so i was just trying to do that um and it would help um but that it was just it was real tricky and it still just was really hard to maintain a a decent pace. Mm-hmm. Um, and then but, I think but I had everyone fl- was falling off too. Like, yeah, everyone. She was, was watching falling her off. pace fall off. She says, "Hey, I'm really falling off." And I was on Race Hero watching all the other cars, and I said, "Hey, you know, everyone else is falling off too." So that was like a consti- like an environmental factor. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, it, it's uh, what are we seven thousand feet above sea level? That's right, Something because like Mexico City is at such a high elevation. It's damn nearly eight thousand feet above sea level. But yeah, I, I know that, that because of the soccer games. They always uh, when the American team goes over there, they always put them in the like um, 
Aztec uh, Stadium. Oh, the because, training center? Yeah, yeah, because that's the elevation is so high and it's like really rough. On it affects the, you. Yeah, yeah, even like your driving performance when you're walking around the driver meetings, it really hits you. Mm-hmm. It hits the car super hard. It was an easier adjustment for me this year than the first two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, first two years, I'll get really bad headaches. Carlos gets nosebleeds. Um, bleed while I'm racing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I so didn't have a guys, problem with that this year, though. Mm, so you guys, when you go over there, you take like a day or two to like kind of acclimate? We or? did this year. Okay, this year yes. we did because we struggled <laughs> for. But uh, our, especially our first year, I think we landed probably same day we were racing or oh, something. Yeah, we landed <laughs> that morning straight to the track to do registration and practice within yeah. a few hours. We were and down like, to the water. Why do I feel so fat and lazy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go from essentially sea level here yeah. in SoCal to freaking like 10,000 feet. So yeah, that that that's going to have an effect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then... Um, yeah, I don't know. I just... Um, I mean, four hours was my longest. It has been my longest stint. I haven't... Usually, I'll do like two and a half. I think uh-huh. three was my longest stint in another car. Um, this time, four was kind of like... Pushing it almost? I guess it was considered two and a half stints. Because okay, I, I did yeah. a quick splash. I had a few issues during my stint. I don't even remember what they were. So, we knew going into it that her and I were going to do four hours. Because that's, that's the limit. You're not okay. allowed more than four hours. So they wanted to keep us in this, in the cars as long as possible. So we were, the idea was to get close to the second hour, somewhere mm-hmm. near, and wait for a full course caution and oh, dip I in see. for fuel. Okay. Um, it, it worked out for me like at about hour 50 because I keep my watch on at all times. Mm-hmm. At about an hour and 50, I saw the yellows go up and I'm like, give me in, give me in. Okay. <laughs> Refuel me. But yeah. Carlos was a lot more complicated. The car was just acting up at that point. Yeah, I mean, the car is, compared to other cars that we race or cars that have endurance race, it's it's really light, and especially with, you know, it being on high tread wear tires, it's it's not extremely physically taxing to drive. Yeah, they don't beat you up like the cars here. Yeah, okay. so when, when you do a long stint like that, it's not, it's not the end of the world, mm-hmm. um, but... I had problems. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like, you know, the, the driving aspect is not the difficult part, but driving around through the problems that you guys were dealing with with the with the car was uh, kind of taxing. And I, I can see um, when you're trying to, you know, overcompensate for, like, a specific issue that it, it can be mentally taxing over that. And you're dealing with the altitude that can also uh, have a significant effect. Yeah. Yeah, for me, um, when I I did my my stint, I I was cool. Like, I wasn't tired. But prior to it, I was on the radios the whole time with the first two drivers. I was Mm kind of helping them out, coaching one of them. And then after my stint, I was on the radios with her because there were so many issues Mm -hmm. with the car and translating back and forth. Mm -hmm. Because you're the only English translator for i am the translator in the oh team boy. well we're lucky this year um when it comes to you know 3 a.m there's a difference between knowing english and like <laughs> speaking english very well so i kind of really rely on carlos in that time but our um one of our rookie drivers is pretty decent at english oh okay um, actually both of them were all right actually yeah both of yeah. them were 
pretty good at English um, and also one of our yeah, one, one of the of guys, guys on Aaron, our team he speaks really good English he's okay. pretty much fluent in English too okay. so I, I got pretty lazy with my Spanish this year <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I remember seeing a bit of your story getting out of your I, I don't know if it was your first stint or your last stint where you felt like completely like just Ah, yeah, that was me. Um, <laughs> so I guess that was my first stint, which was the four-hour stint. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, so I I don't know why I'm just really sensitive to any type of poisoning and like, like I'm carbon bas- monoxide. Yeah, if I if if anyone needs to know if they have a carbon monoxide leak in their car, just throw me in the car and I'll let you know. Oh. <laughs> if I get sick, you'll know. <laughs> um. I, and I can do, I guess, because it's it's interesting with this car because it's a it's basically like I said the tube chassis. So you just have, um, and then the bottom is open in the back, um, and a lot of the oh, panels are open. It's super exposed. Like you have to keep your visor down at all times, or you're gonna get oh okay yeah. rubber. <laughs> so oh, the wow. the body that's on it is just kind of like it's entrapping everything in there. Oh, so <laughs> you're like imagine a tubular frame obviously you have like a little bit of of firewall and whatnot yeah between you and the engine but then from the back it's kind of like those um i don't know it's like an open drift car almost it's or like something. a doom buggy okay with a body <laughs> wow that's <laughs> from, from the back the front does have a, a, a fire firewall yeah. yeah so i mean I, I can do like two and a half hours because it's not like a an active leak where it's mm-hmm. you know i've of race cars where it's an active leak and that's that's very different i can't even last 15 mm-hmm. minutes but um i just try it was you know just trying to do my best to like get airflow so any we had a couple a lot of yellow uh and pace car laps so i would just throw my hand outside getting air inside mm-hmm. um but yeah after my stint i just yeah i was pretty i was pretty beat um I also had, I was really sick um, prior to the race, so I wasn't really working out as much Mm -hmm. as I wanted to. I lost, um, I unintentionally lost 15 pounds. Yeah, which I I know that that's been like something that you've struggled with in Enduros. And yeah, I mean, there's a joke that Carlos says that like before your events, you're always like eating, trying to get (laughs) at the buffet. Yeah, I, I don't mean to you know complain because it's not a bad problem to have in life but when it comes to endurance racing um it's it's imperative to have the extra weight for Mm -hmm. me if i'm if i don't have it you just don't have any extra (laughs) reserve yeah the calories are needed for um, how intense that can be yeah um and you're you know even if you have extra weight your what are you body trying to say? just eats itself. <laughs> <laughs> your body literally eats itself. During no, your she, she's right. Like at, at about three and a half hours, mm-hmm. I was feeling my legs cramp up a little, oh, I, and I, I changed the way it. I was hitting the pedals. Like I was a little more aggressive with them, a little more firm. Mm-hmm. And at about three and a half, I felt my calves and my legs start to. Well, I mean, if you've ever taken like a long trip, um, uh, that's why we have cruise control on the cars because. <laughs> Like, I, I feel it, like, in my leg, like, in what have you, if you're just a little bit, um, like, a long drive, you, yeah. you can feel it. So, now you imagine your heel toe and you're trying to, like, 
you're doing the same thing over and over yeah, again. Yeah. It, it it gets repetitive. So. I was cramped in the car this year, man. They they the only person that was available for seat setup was our driver. That was what five 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 six five six. Okay, yeah. so you guys are like five seven, so you you're fine. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember I, I got there, I looked at the car, and I said, hey, man, this isn't going to work. <laughs> like, you think you can fit in there? No, I cannot no. fit in there. Because <laughs> those cars are already kind of small. Yeah, they're small. They don't have doors. So yeah, so you have to, you know, dukes of hazard it in. Yeah, and then it has a, a head containment seat, mm-hmm. and that kind of protrudes in oh, the window. Oh, so like the drag racing style where, like, the... It just what you and I would use in road racing. Oh, okay, so but, the halo But, seat. you know, the halo yeah, yeah, gets yeah. into the window. Exactly, area, exactly. So. So when you came out of the car, Carla, you were just like really dizzy, and I remember seeing like the story you posted. Yeah, you um, couldn't even lift your arms or something. Yeah, because I mean, at that point, it gets really cold too. So I think it was like oh. thirty-two degrees. So Carlos is like, "Get out of your suit! Get out of your suit!" He's like yelling at me to get out of my suit. I'm like, "Okay, okay," you know. So I'm trying to like find my clothes so I can get out of my suit. And I go to the restroom, and I, you know, I talked to a couple people on the way, and I, I was just kind of holding it together. I'm like, man, I, I think I just need to go to the restroom. And so I go to the restroom to change, and I just, I get so sick. I was in, I was like hovering the toilet, oh. throwing up for like an hour and a half after Ouch. my stint. And I just, I didn't have anything in me either. It mm-hmm. was just like... Dry heaving kind of... Yeah, because, you know, my body thinks that there's some toxin something. in me. So it's just trying to get it out and there's nothing in me. So eventually I change and I'm just, I'm a mess. Like mm-hmm. just a royal mess. And I, I come back and I'm trying to hang up my suit so that it can dry. Because uh-huh. I don't, I plan um, this year, fortunately I had two suits. Mm-hmm. Um but you never know some things happen or some someone might not want to drive so sometimes you got to wear the same suit and they don't really dry so I'm oh yeah, it's so that's cold yeah. that your suits don't dry and you'll yeah. get sick if you go out in the same suit at, at that point that makes sense because i mean uh, as we know the suits they don't breathe very yeah. well so yeah no that makes sense and i mean to kind of uh, reiterate you have high elevation which already makes you know getting enough oxygen uh, a struggle then you add in co2 which already you're struggling more for air and you add in a double stint on there and yeah the car we're, we're be- both kind of recovering from covid <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah both of us are pretty sick for a while so yeah. I, I mean that that's the uh, the fact that you were able to stay out there and uh handle that that's that's kind of wild well i get i get sick enough I have a lot of things that carbon monoxide poison is like pretty frequent for me. So oh, okay. I know how to, I, I can like mentally control it. Okay. For so a you, while. you have, exp- you have a, like a tolerance. I, I can perform sort under. of yeah, yeah. control it. Okay. Yeah. And then I know when it's, when I've exceeded my limit mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's time to go, I, uh, I've, pretty good at managing that so but especially when i'm behind the wheel like unless it's like a like i said like an active exhaust mm-hmm. leak then i can't really do much about it i've had to jump out mm-hmm. mid lap and yeah. do my thing but anyway um <laughs> but yeah so that was my that was my stint mm-hmm. um that was the aftermath and and finally like i put on every jacket that i packed 
and the team was like hey you guys you guys need a rest like because we've yeah, been you guys are wiped out since the start of the race um and prior to that all the media stuff the night before mm-hmm. we didn't really sleep much um and then we had practice all day you know so we're just it's been non-stop and finally like the, there's problems with the car but everyone was just like guys like go sleep because they're gonna probably need us yeah later. we're gonna put you guys yeah. back in soon so oh, like okay. okay so we go uh they brought a you know we had a pickup truck there so we <laughs> got us we, and I, we slept in the f-250 we slept in the truck <laughs> and you know right as i'm you know i'm thinking about the race and i'm still feeling sick so i'm not really sleeping i'm just kind of laying there mm-hmm. and um and I'm thinking about the car and all the, you know these things and mm-hmm. uh, and then right as I'm like f- kind of falling asleep, uh-huh. um, and the truck just starts moving around a lot, like someone's throwing tires in the bed of the truck or something. I-, I was already out of there at that point. And I'm I just I, I just got up because I was like, oh, they probably need to like I don't Something's know. happening. Yeah. Yeah. I thought maybe they need to take the truck or something yeah. and, or they're connecting a trailer onto it or something. I don't know. You know, I'm half mm-hmm. asleep when I'm thinking these things and I wake up and there's nothing there. So I'm like, oh, I don't know, that's weird. So I just lay back down and I kind of doze back off and there's a bunch of alarms and stuff. And I, oh, wow. I'm like, I don't guess there's a lot of car alarms here. I don't know why they're going off, but whatever. I don't care. I'm so tired. <laughs> And and then um, the truck starts bouncing around even more. And I was just like, man, I don't. It just must be me. I don't know because I, I maybe I need to throw up again. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I fall back asleep again. And then eventually, like it's probably I don't know seven a.m. or something. And the guys were coming in the truck because they had to go get more fuel. So that's when I woke up. And um, I I got up and I went back to the to the garage and Carlos was there, and they started asking me um, if I if I felt the earthquake. <laughs> I was like, so what earthquake? Wh- while you're in the truck, an earthquake <laughs> yeah. happens, and I mean these are pretty rare in Mexico, from what I understand. No, 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 no. no. They're. Uh- well, like in my part of Mexico and Jalisco, we we hardly ever feel those. Yeah, Mexico City gets them in December, and and in the past they've been pretty bad. Yeah, because I, I I've seen the city pretty bad. I I've seen the like um, I think it was like a year or two ago where right. there was like a massive one, and they had like really like shocking video of it. But you guys were in the middle of a race, and a massive earthquake happens, so. I, I don't know if it was massive, but it was big enough that they red flagged the race. They shut down the race. Wow. They evacuated all the buildings. Yes, yeah, so I guess the sirens that I heard weren't car alarms. They're like evacuation yeah. alarms. Yeah, evacuation sirens. <laughs> so yeah. you're supposed to evacuate? <laughs> Damn. I didn't know that. So, so I'm standing outside of the garage in the back uh-huh. with, there's two owners with the team. One of the team owners and then uh, Aaron, who's kind of like the crew chief. Mm-hmm. And we're having this deep, conversation conversation about what we're going to do next year we're already making plans for next year we were all pissed off at the reliability issues with this car because everything was new and it still failed yeah so all of us were extremely disappointed we're just deep in this conversation and how we're going to go buy a tcr and how we're going to (laughs) figure this out and uh, shooting other ideas earthquake hits us we don't even notice 
because we're just so deep in conversation. <laughs> Everyone's being evacuated. And we're like, what are these idiots doing? They're interrupting our conversation. <laughs> and then there's sirens and then all the cars are stopping on the pit lane. We're like, anyways, so what we're going to do next year. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually we realize, oh, shit, dude, we're in the middle of an earthquake. We should probably get away from this building. That's wild. So that that is literally carbon monoxide poisoning, um, throwing up, earthquake, and reliability issues. It, it's that's kind of a crazy it was story. An adventure. Yeah, that is a wild. And I mean, this is pretty much your guys' last race for the year. So yeah, for me, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So now that begs the question, and you were talking about that. Um, what's going to be happening for you guys next year? Because I know we've been talking about uh, the new endeavor that you and Steve are doing with the Bean Dogs Racing. And Carla, and again, if nobody has seen it yet, she has an awesome S2000 for sale. <laughs> so Thank you. If, if, Come and get it, boys. Okay. Yeah, uh, and I mean, girls. Come wh- and get it. Wh- what is it like a uh, consistently proven a sub-156 uh, car? At uh, Button Button Willow, so oh, well that's on the old tires. I don't, with today's street tires, I don't know. I don't have a a oh, taste. Street it's going to be faster, be a little faster. Yeah. yeah. So one fifty five. We'll 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 do that. One fifty five. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's a well sorted vehicle. I mean, for those that are wanting to get an S two thousand. You know, er- everyone in the southeast or the Spec S2000 region, uh, <laughs> uh, I- I- if you want to... R- Come pick make it up, it, enter yeah. an H2, Baker will love you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically for Baker. It's got uh, a nice header, too. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Yeah, Baker does love S2000s in H2. Yeah, with nice headers. Yeah. So, with that being said, um, tell me a little bit about uh, your guys' endeavor for 2023. Um, so, like, we don't have all the plans set in stone. and y- But you, you have know. the car. You know how it is with me and Steve. We just, you know, <laughs> one day we're here, one day we're there. Uh, we picked up a spec Boxster. Mm-hmm. It came from Pennsylvania, but it's, it's here in California now. So, we're going to be doing that with the uh, Porsche Owners Club here in Southern California and probably Northern California. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll probably take up most of our time this year. Yeah, um, yeah. That that um, we still have the Honda Challenge Four car. Yeah, and there's two H four cars at Steve's house, two CRXs. Yeah, uh, one of them runs, the other one doesn't need much. Yeah, um, we we've talked about using them. We don't know where we're going to use them because mm-hmm. Honda Challenge is dead here. Yeah, um, and then uh, there's stuff happening in mexico i was in deep discussion with them today i don't mm-hmm. know what the plans are yet but something's so, going to come up there so for the most part is you guys are going to be working on developing and racing the the spec boxster and i mean that that series is pretty competitive they have a lot of cars yeah from yeah, what i've seen 27 so. and 30 plus car fields at least the times i've been there yeah and i mean poc from what i've seen uh here in socal and north cal they have a pretty good following so yeah that's gonna be exciting healthy club yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i'm excited for that uh and then uh we have here in our garage we have my crx Mm -hmm. it's pretty much an h2 car Mm -hmm. k20 h2 crx uh carla will be driving that since i'll be caught up doing the other stuff Mm -hmm. 
but we just got to finish buttoning it up and mm-hmm. it's kind of up to her whatever she wants to do i mean it's basically a rolling chassis we just got to build it yeah <laughs> we have everything for <laughs> it we just gotta it put it together <laughs> we have all the parts there's just gotta be just, just need the time and effort <laughs> to assemble and whatnot yeah. yeah so that seems to be uh your uh kind of like plan for 2023 is to race that and i guess they're like super touring or whatever their uh, horsepower to weight i forgot class. what the name of that class is I, th- I believe if i mean it could run an st with nasa uh wh- whatever an h2 car falls yeah. under or like it can ST5 run st5 like yeah yeah similar o- like, or it could run with the porsche owners club as a i believe gt6 car Oh, okay. That's yeah. what I was going to. Yeah. There's a there's an S2000 in that class. There's a few K series powered Miatas. Okay. A few Porsches, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a, a power to weight ratio GT class. Okay. A few Porsches and a few Hondas. Yeah, so it's that's uh, an option. I guess it's not. Um, it's a little bit different for me because I don't run my own program anymore. I haven't done that in a long time. Um, it's just kind of like every year, I just. I don't always have a plan. It's mm. just kind of like whatever opportunities come or actually at any given point, I tend to have anywhere from five to 10 people, different teams that I'm working future mm. plans with. It's just um, some of those, most of those plans take several years to actually happen. So I have one um, that I've been working on for probably about five years is probably going to start happening this year mm-hmm. um and you wanna, yeah you want to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> i mean like yeah <laughs> i don't want to i mean it could not happen it could be next year i don't know but so far the plan is to to start driving um it's an s2000 it's a very well built very fast car um makes like 900 horsepower it's got that <laughs> bmw paddle shifted oh that's so dope yeah, it's it's a DTC they call them. Yeah, I'm I not think too so. familiar with them. Yeah, neither am I. I'm, I yeah. I'm not a fancy boy. I'm still struggling with a two hundred dollar D series transmissions. Yeah, yeah, we do single cam <laughs> Hondas over here. Yeah, um, so I'm super excited to drive that car. It's going to be wickedly fast. Um, yeah, and I mean you have such a variety of like experience from sprint racing with Honda Challenge. Uh, obviously your time attack back, you know, uh, background and, you know, I mean, racing in Long Beach, um, I I mean that to me, I think it's one of the biggest bucket list items that many people would want, um, to have on their race, uh, on their resume for racing. Um, so I, I mean like all of those things, uh, combined and i know that you're also the hot shoe for moto iq when they do uh like some stuff so you have a lot going on so i can see why having a your own program sometimes doesn't really work out that well since you have all these other things that you're doing i mean yeah it's it's difficult um when you want to commit to an entire program Mm -hmm. for this whole season um you know you when i was running my own program in haunted challenge like that for me it was like having a second job yeah i'm not a mechanic by any means so it probably yeah. took me a lot longer <laughs> than it should have to build a car like that but um but 
to your respect, you you know, you did really well, at least uh, the times that I saw you racing, and you know, the, from what I've heard from other people, especially like Tom Polly, they all <laughs> they all said, uh, you know, you didn't suffer from uh, finding pace out there. So yeah, if I could get my car to run <laughs> <laughs> and not break down on me, I did okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but that has been um, part of my plan for this coming 2023 season is that it's been it's harder to at least for me to find sprint race rides Mm -hmm. um i've been able to those are hard endurance race rides are kind of like my bread and butter Mm -hmm. just because teams need drivers typically yeah um more opportunity or more time attack is difficult to get rides and i've been able to get a couple of those but Mm -hmm. sprint racing is I mean, time attack is really expensive too, but sprint mm-hmm. racing is incredibly expensive. Um, so that's kind of why I really miss sprint racing. Yeah. And I would re- really like to get back more in in, more experience under my belt and also back into it. Um, I know there's not a whole lot of cars in the class. I think hopefully mm-hmm. there's around 10, mm-hmm. which would be great. Um, but hopefully I can just get in front of the right people at the Porsche club and I don't know, maybe something will come from that. Yeah. I mean, look, you clearly have uh, a pedigree and a background in racing cars um, at various different levels. So, I mean, anybody would be lucky to have you as somebody giving their two cents. And obviously since you have multiple teams, looking to you and again moto iq being you being their hot shoe it 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 carries a lot so i mean yeah thank you (laughs) (laughs) i i I mean facts are facts you know yeah and then you know like whatever comes along with the mexico stuff this Mm -hmm. year uh i'm not sure exactly the route yet um we're working that out right now yeah and i mean you, you guys uh still haven't uh gotten your win though i know you guys really want to get um oh, man it's so tough yeah to get that's that win. Such a or, first to win or or even a podium position were you guys able to yeah. get a podium uh we have at a smaller race but oh yeah at, that's at the, right at the big 24 we haven't yet yeah the 24 so that's hour the, race is just yeah you have to have how many teams are a lot of group? luck uh, our class had 18 this 18. year. So, I yeah. mean, that's that's rough, man. And, and I mean, you see that especially the, the, in the 25 at, hours. At the last hour, the top six were still in it. Damn. Like, the top six were still going for it. I mean, yeah. that's. But you, like you said, they have usually the newer chassis and whatnot. So they, they're better. Yeah. Yeah. The, the newer. There's uh, there's three or four generations, I think, of mm-hmm. chassis. And, and I know that the more modern chassis have different suspension geometry. Okay. They're a little more robust. We've been running a Gen 2 chassis. So, and so I think our Gen 2 chassis can almost do a similar pace as the newer chassis if you're just really on it and you're just being perfect. Yeah. However, it's just the reliability issues, and that's yeah. why we're kind of moving away probably from the yeah. Copa just the reliability um you yeah, can't we, we all just agreed in the yeah. team that we don't want to do it anymore we don't, we don't want to run that class anymore okay well but the newer chassis it seems that um you just kind of if you don't have it you can't compete with reliability on that. yeah that's rough yeah so 
2023 is going to be a very interesting uh, uh, season for you guys. And I know that, Carlos, I don't know if you wanted to talk about this, but you're going to be trying to do some more instructing, possibly? Yeah, I, I won't be racing with NASA this year. Um, I, I mean, uh, I mean ma- maybe. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of work to go and run Spec Boxster and then go back to Na- I mean, doing two race series, that's a, that's a lot. Yeah, um, but I mean, we'll see what what comes this year. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wasn't planning on racing with NASA, but uh, I enjoy instructing. I enjoy doing that. It's always mm-hmm. done a lot for me, and I, I enjoy it. So I'll probably join you this year and stick around. Okay. Uh, there's a chance that I might race some Enduros. Uh, okay. One of uh, Landry. Okay. Bought a BMW and he's been talking to me about it. So okay. I know he's really interested in doing Enduros. Um, but, you know, it's, it's up to him. Yeah. Kind of whatever he wants to do. If he wants to run it, I'm, I'm down. I'm, I'll run with him, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got Spec Boxster. You got um, a K swapped uh, CRX. We should be running that. Yeah. But that that's also going to be a project that you guys are going to have to yeah, be doing. Yeah, work on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. We still have to build the car. Yeah. Carl's so. going to make me weld stuff on it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pay my full rate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that That is really exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing like what um, materializes from that. And I'm, I'm still looking forward to seeing um, what goes on with that S2000. Hopefully... We see a little bit more updates on that because that sounds really exciting. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been dying to drive this car for a long time, like I mentioned. So I'm really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the owner of the car has become a pretty good friend of mine. So I'm just looking forward to the shenanigans I'm going to get into with him. <laughs> like, the car's cool. Uh, but I'm just awesome. looking forward to the shenanigans. <laughs> that that sounds so awesome. Ah, I mean, huh? That's really cool looking forward to doing a lot more karting this year oh yeah that's right you were mentioning that yeah. you were going to be looking at karts yeah or uh one of our our friends is mm. uh became a business partner with k1 speed out oh, here okay. and they're, they're opening a track near temecula in the spring oh, so you were telling me something about those engines uh, uh, is it like a two-stroke four strokes uh in my cart uh yeah yeah it's a two-stroke two strokes. So, so it's a tm k9 okay so. but you're going to be changing the engine possibly probably getting a whole nother cart oh okay. um, but yeah switching and that to one's going to be two stroke honda yeah they're okay. both two stroke yeah, okay switching to a honda like a dirt bike okay engine and when someone buys my s2000 i'm going to get my own cart too yeah. <laughs> yeah. carl will be getting a cart soon <laughs> a lot of carting then yeah uh yeah you, you can uh so with shifter carts there's I mean, there's a few different types but the yeah. most popular are the uh the, the kz or icc mm-hmm. that's what i have which is the italian engine carts. okay and they're designed for karting like mm-hmm. the uh, the engine sits on your right and the intake the air box sits in the front so mm-hmm. it's like a ram air intake mm-hmm. when you use the honda dirt bike engine the air filter is in the back so just kind of by design, it doesn't take in the same amount of air. The, oh, the exhaust I see. points forward, the okay. intake points backwards. So it doesn't. It doesn't. The intake design is just yeah, not yeah, for yeah. karting. It's for the dirt bike. But there's, you know, it's a Honda. They're super, super reliable. reliable. You, you give up about ten horsepower, but they're incredibly reliable. And yeah. I'm so sick of working on my cart more than I drive it. Yeah, so. that is really frustrating. I mean, you. I mean, as fun it is, as it is to have something with more power, I mean, you know, 
having something that's uh, more reliable is always going to be a lot more fun. Yeah, and a lot of it is just my lack of knowledge. Like, there's some people that are really good with these engines at tuning yeah. them and keeping them in shape, and I just don't have that yeah, knowledge and, and skill set. So and I, I mean, need you already more have a lot of stuff on your plate. So. Yeah, I just want to turn it on and drive it, and yeah. this isn't the one. Okay. Well, we also have both have regular jobs too. Yeah, like, let's, oh, yeah, no, let's not forget about the <laughs> actual job. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that is that is a that is a full plate to to say the least. So, oh man, yeah, that's yeah. I, I'm excited to see what you guys are going to be doing. And yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah. What, what about you? You uh, doing Honda Challenge? This I'm going to continue to do honda challenge um you know i'm gonna see if i could uh keep the car consistent and maybe get into the fight for a podium in the regional championship i mean i finished sixth overall uh this time so i figured you finished ahead of me this year do you know that i finished ahead of greg you and like a couple other people that i would never touch out on track so i mean it's it's definitely something that I can uh, see, uh, like, if I add in a little bit more consistency. And since we're only going to be doing, I think, two tracks that I'm going to just, like, step away from, which is uh, Chuckwalla and Fontana. And Fontana. Yeah. So, yeah. Next. If, if you can, and I, like, I think this next Fontana race is the last race at Fontana before they yeah. tear it down. If you can, you should try to run it because you don't get to do it again. Yeah, I mean, I, I've thought about it, and, you know, like, I just don't like Fontana. I've gone out there in the EG, and I've gone out there in my silver car. Silver car's already... If you race Honda Challenge and your car is competitive, you don't have to win. Your car just has to be competitive. It'll change the way you see it. Yeah. Yeah, that track is extremely boring to just drive it and... Yeah. in a Honda Challenge car, but racing there is, it's pretty fun. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I'll, I'll see. It. Most likely it's going to be a no because it's, I, I can't like, subs, um, like, remove the cost by doing instructing because it's a, mm. uh, out of all the tracks, it's the more expensive one. How much is the entry fee now? Oh, I have no idea. It's probably like closer to like six or seven. Wow. Really? Six or seven hundred dollars? <laughs> I think so. Wow. Yeah. For a full weekend of racing, yeah. Because, I mean, a regular weekend, I think it's like 400 and something. Yeah, it's about 400 bucks. Yeah. yeah. And Auto Club is always the more expensive. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it was always more expensive, but it was like, I remember entry fees were like 350 360 and then Fontana was like 420 and I was like, oh my God, this is yeah. so much money. Yeah. Yeah. But now yeah, it's like, cr- it's creeping into Laguna Seca entry fees. Yeah. But this is good to share with like our people back East because they always complain about how, how cheap our track days are compared to theirs. Is, is our entry fee a lot less than theirs? Um, I think... I, I don't know. Um, I would have to double check with a couple. I know people. their track days are expensive. They, yeah, they, they their stuff get the short is into the stick on that. Yeah, their their track days are usually more expensive. I wonder why. Uh, their region has winter, so they have limited amount of time that they can actually make money off of tracks, and they don't have like organizations like we do with like Togi to track where you get a hundred dollar track day. They might also have hot water. Oh, that is true. At the racetracks when you wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a shower, I don't know. 
<laughs> Bunwillow has those. I mean, not not hot water, but you know. No, they do. The Bunwillow showers are right. There's a secret shower. This yeah, the secret, secret shower. I don't want anyone else to know I'm about it. I'm going to tell you guys where it is. <laughs> uh, Willow Springs is rough. Willow Springs is That's, very yeah, rough. Yeah. Mostly what I'm referring to. It's like the really ghetto of racetracks, <laughs> but it's so badass. <laughs> what, what about your guys' favorite uh, track? Um, now that you guys are going to be doing karting, you can go uh, all the time to uh, Grange, uh, however many times you want. Oh. What's that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I think that would be a, a whole nother podcast. It's a hard pass. It's a hard pass. Uh, I think um, outside of that, unless you guys have something else to add, I think we got a we got a show. Um, yeah, I'll be available for instruction if anyone in uh, NASA SoCal needs some mm-hmm. some pointers. Mm-hmm. I'll point you in the wrong direction. Just give me a holler. <laughs> Yeah, since you don't know the race line since you race NASA. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, well, y- you know. Inside uh, joke, inside joke. I'll, I'll definitely be um, asking for your help, uh, Carlos, if I'm out there. And if I need a clue, I know who to ask as well. Carla uh, has no clues. <laughs> Carla has no clues. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so I'm all out of clues. All out of clues. No blues clues blues over clues. here. <laughs> but yeah, without that, um, unless there's something else you guys have, um, I, I think we have a show here. Yeah. Thanks for having us, man. Thank you, Harvey. Thanks for coming again. over. Yeah. Thanks for uh, allowing me to come over here and uh, play with your doggo that's now fully uh, asleep and medicated. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I think with that, um, obviously, if you are looking for an S2000, hit up Carla Pistotnik. Uh, she has an amazing car r- ready to go. Uh, Carlos uh, will be out there with uh, NASA, I think, in HPD-1, possibly, if we could work something out. Wherever they want me. Um, to help instructing. So if you're going out there and you're looking for a good instructor, you can just skip over me and just go straight to Carlos and uh, <laughs> get the solutions right away. Um, but yeah, with that, guys, uh, thanks for coming on, and I will see you next Monday. All right. All right. Bye. Later. Bye.